So we're live now. Um, this is Carl Burrows here from Haka Works. I'm with Shay and Kahurangi Milne. You can see them on screen at the moment. But before we go to them, I'm just going to do a quick intro as we usually do. Um, this is Haka in the Matrix. Why Haka is what we do. It's what we love. And also, in this case, it represents our, our cultural knowledge that has been passed down to us. And the Matrix, well, you've seen the movie. Um, and you know the protagonist, um, Neo, he makes his way through these various worlds. And in doing so, he gets to know what his life purposes. And we do the same. And whether those worlds are geographical or cultural or spiritual or physical, um, we never get our way um, through those in our life um, to find our own purpose hmm. as individuals and communities. And lucky for us as Māori, we have these taonga, uh, this knowledge that's been passed down to us to help us do that. Um, I... I'm someone that um, loves to share that knowledge and I'm um, also just aware that, you know, there are issues around that in the way that we do so. Um, we, we do it with integrity and I've been talking to a whole lot of people who are doing the same. And so really pleased to have Shay and Kahurangi on um, with us today. Um, before we head to them, I'm just going to do is a quick karakia and a mm. mihi mihi. And a, a mihi mihi is just to say, um, acknowledge everybody who's listening and the kaupapa, and the reason why we're here today and also our ancestors. Um, and karakia really is just my, a simple way to get ourselves in the right frame of mind so mm. we uh, we can achieve the goals we've set ourselves for the day. So tēnā koutou, koutoura e whakarongo mai ki tēnā uri o Taranaki i mihi kauana. Tēnā anō hoki, ko tāi mai rongi te kaupapa, te wā me ki ko ngā taonga tukuhi o ngā mātua tupuna, me ki ka huri ki a rātou ngā mate o te wā. Uh, ka huriki tērā o tātana rangatira e takoto ki, ki rungi tamarai, uh, ki taranaki, uh, ki pukitapu murimuri raupatu tērā, ko John Wano tērā, mm. e te pāpā, takoto, takoto, takoto. E ki, ko koutou rā, ngā mate o te wā, haere, haere, haere atu rā, rātou ki a rātou, tātou ki a tātou, ki ora mai tātou. Nga korangi ko papa ka puta ko rongo ko tāne mahutu ka tangaro ko tumatau e ngā haumi e tiki tiki ko tāpuri māpu. Toko no tarangi ki rongo ko papa ki rā. Ka puta ko tērā tanga te kito ai au ki te ao mārama, tihai, maure ora. Kia ora. Tēnā kōrua, ka huri ki a kōrua. Welcome, nau maharama ki tēnei hōtaka. Shai in ka hurangi, kia ora rā. Kia ora, Kao. Hey, uh, 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 just uh, before we get into it, mihi ana ki a koe me tēnei kaupapa o tātou. Um, haka works, me o, me o pāpā hotanga i roto i ngā wiki nei. Ki te au, you had some big rangatira on this, uh, on this uh, pāpā hotanga o tātou before us, so um, hmm. we're pretty lucky to be on here. And it also casts me back to uh, a little podcast we did a few years ago at Hoa <laughs> on uh, Aotearoa Creative. That's right, yeah, I remember. Hey, I um, just want to say really pleased to have you on. And um, no, you're right. It's been a really interesting journey over the last couple of weeks because we've had some amazing people and just a whole range of thoughts. So, you know, we went pretty deep last week with um, Jamie Tuta mm. and we've had some great times with, um, you know, just just talking about experiences with other people who've do, done some work with Huckleworks around the world um, over the last few years. So um, it's been really good. But um, just... I just thought of you guys because, well, just of the work that you've been doing and also, um, of course, the pedigree that you have uh, with Kapahaka, you know, it's and um, and just the opportunity, especially with Matua um, uh, Trevor, you know, just to um, spend some time with him over in the UK and it's just been really nice to connect. connect. But um, 
I just I want you to um, well, I'd like to hear a little bit about your upbringing and what it means to be Maori and and I think we'll start from we'll go to the north first. We'll go to <laughs> Shay and just make our way down. A little, <laughs> little bit uh, about you, Shay. Kapai. Um yeah, uh tai tokero. Um Erangi um Itupu uh Taone Mai uh Aho Mato Iterawa. So yeah, we grew up um in Manurewa and Otara, went to school all of my life in Otara, um and um but we're still uh, we were in that um sort of um eighties, early nineties uh there's a song out at the moment called Revolution, and uh, we were kind of. I was, uh, I was, um, my mum and our father were, were pretty strong in, into the revolution back in the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. And so, Kohanga Reo, uh, went to Kuro Māori. Uh, there weren't too many um, Kura Kopapa back in those days, especially for um, our south side as well. Um, so, uh, went to yeah, Kuro Māori and um. And high school, and uh, but um, that was me. But in terms of because this is haka works, in terms of our uh, our kapahaka pedigree, me pera I actually no, and then um, I was um, then I left high school. But my mum and now all of my whanau and all my my baby sisters, I'm the oldest in our whanau by quite a while, okay. and they moved all up north, and they kind of left me by myself a little bit, and then. Um, and then I was like, no, this sucks. <laughs> so, I, so I quickly uh, moved up north, and that's uh, where um, I would say the whakawhenua i ahau meaku mahi katoa, taku reo, you know, because for an urban Māori, um, it's a little bit hard, um, this notion yeah. of, of Māori tanga, mm. uh, a lot of theory with no, not much practical. Yeah. Um, We're about Huh? We're, about, we're about some north. Yeah, so um, our whanau, we moved um, to um, a nice spot in the Hokianga called Mitimiti on the, on the yeah. west coast, uh, or far north. Um, and then um, from there, uh, our whanau moved to another awesome spot, um, not far, about a, an hour drive of north of Whangarei called Moirewa. And um, and so we stayed there, and I, that's where I moved, and I lived there um, with our whanau. We stayed there. For a while, my father lived there for just over 10 years. And um, I was in between Moirawa, Kaikohe, Whangarei, and then Tāmaki again. And then that's when I met uh, Kahurangi. And then um, I must have from up north and then come south, south, <laughs> south, 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 and then um, never went back. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kia mātou and um, oku, oku kōrero. What about yeah. your kapahaka? Uh, yeah. And, and tāmaki. And and, yeah, so kapahaka, um, it's quite odd, eh? You, you spoke about kōro trev and stuff. I grew up, uh, again, in the era of videotapes. Yeah. Uh, um, haka freaks was a, was, a, was a common term yeah. when I was growing up. And we were definitely... Um, one of those, uh, one of those tamariki. Mm. So every two years we'd get a new set of tapes, and uh, we would guard them with our lives. Yeah. And, um, no hard drives or nice um, guys back you then. You know, so it was, it was, uh, it was a special thing. So um, we grew up um, in in Southside. We were, you know, I, I guess looking back, we were we had a healthy kapaka um, environment. We had. Uh, 
in high school in, in particular, but I grew up around Kapaka. My whanau were doing Kapaka and Tamaki. Um, my mum was always the Kapaka tutor at some high school group or whatever, and tera tera. And then, um, but then as I got older, um, when I joined, uh, thought I was so cool that I'd try and join Manu uh, Wakahuya. And then they were like, no, 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 you're a manu <laughs> <laughs> No, no, boy. <laughs> so, yeah. But, it's always um, good to dream, don't you? Yeah, it was always good to dream. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and then from there, um, that was when I decided to move home. And then um, I only spent a couple of years in Manuhuya. And then from then, it was Taitokero all the way. So then we were just in our Fano Ropu. Tepuo, and we've been there ever since. And then um, just recently, uh, with our, our merging of um, our Fano team, Tepuo, and um, our other side of our other Fano, Hokianga, with Puanga Rua. So that's 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 my and I know, and I've stood with Kahua yes. once or twice as well. Yes, and Tiaroa. <laughs> okay, um, he's done yeah. a, a Tiaroa stint once. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I just want to say, you know, um, I mean, most of us are brought up in the cities these days, you know, and to have. Um, someone like you is a is a role model in terms of your real and what you've been able to capture, and then to go back home. I think I think you're right. It's important to go back home, even if we brought up um, in the cities, because it's just it just cements that connection back to where we are from and those relationships with the people. You know, otherwise it's just a lot of. I mean, this is quite harsh to say, but I think otherwise we um, it's easy to talk about, but not really understand it in a real sense unless you've been home. I think. Totally. Um, but you've, you know, it's a similar journey to myself, brought up in Upper Hutt as a child. And then, mm. um, you know, my mum didn't really want to go back home because it wasn't that pleasant, uh, her upbringing. But mm. actually, you know, we all went, we all ended up going back, all the whole lot of us. And um, and it was, yeah, it was an important part of that journey for us as well. Okay. Um, kahuriki a koe kahurangi. Kia ora. Yes, yes. Um, no, paie nei kōrero. And, and it was, uh, when I met Shay, it was, um, you know, I think, Wow. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, no, it was well. I um, we had quite quite the opposite sort of upbringing where I was um, born and raised on my papa kainga, Nohinamutu. Um, yeah, it was quite nice actually be able to say brought up on my marae because mm. that's literally what it was like. Our whare is here and our marae, our three marae around us in Ohinemutu on my, my mum's side in Ngāti Whakauwe. So I had that beautiful upbringing there. But my kapahaka um, life is is um, within Ngāti Rangiwiwihi on my papa's side. Uh, and we were just, I just feel really lucky that we had the upbringing that we did. There were, um, you know, mum and, and dad had me at quite a later age in their life, in their early 40s. So, um they had kind of been through their life and then um, I was the surprise at the end there. <laughs> uh, so they were well and truly into their kapahaka career with Ngāti Rangiwiwi having tutored. Um, I mean, they started their tutoring career early with with, with um, the, the, the iwi and the group there. Um, we were travelling overseas when I was eight months old. We were touring around London and, and wow. Europe at that time. So... My life was Sundays every weekend out at Awaho, um, by the river, kapahaka, then then um, the week was in the pa in Ohinamatu uh, and living that life. So um, 
92 was when mum uh, won her first uh, female leadership. So I think I was five at that time. And then she won it again when I was about 10 and 96. And prior to me even being born, dad had won uh, male leadership too. I think he was one of the first. I he, think he was the, um, it wasn't at the first nationals, no, but, but it was when the they first. Introduced, yeah. Um, he, he likes to say, he likes to give the joke. <laughs> he likes to say, <laughs> Oh, I, was, I was the first. I thought I'd give it to other people afterwards. So, yeah. <laughs> um, 92 was that Hawara? Is that right? It was, uh, no, was Naroa here. Okay. Hawara was 94. 94. Uh, so those yeah. are some of my earliest memories of Kapahaka was 92, almost where you can sort of remember, um, yeah. you know, being that, being that age. But uh, that was just our life. Every mm. week I'd, I'd see mum and dad. We had a shed at the back that was called the Kapahaka shed and it had just everything in it. It had poise, it had rako. It was so, and even in our lounge, when Shay came to our house for the first time, we had all of these tongs. It looks, it looked like, used to look like a museum. It was quite, um, um, <laughs> it was, it was quite um, awesome and intimidating at the same time. You know, yeah. you walk in and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> You, you also like a shit. I don't want to touch anything. <laughs> so it was, um, it was quite awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just want to say, um, you know, well, luckily for me, there were a few touch points with me and and in your whanau, and one was '94 in Hawara. Mm. And just, I mean, for me, I was just observing you guys, and I had the tape, and I'm, you know, I can't even see it now because it's so blurry. Um, mm. But there was an amazing uh, bracket and um, just, you know, certainly you guys stood out for me back then. And also uh, that's been carried on, um, you know, right through. And and you guys coming over to the UK quite a few times yes. um, with Angi Weber here and also the Tarawa group that came over about, was it five, six years ago now? The Diamond Jubilee. Shane, yeah. I yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 2012, I think. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, and, um, sorry, 11, yeah. And we've been luckily, luckily, lucky to have Matua Trevor staying at our place a few of those times. So that's right, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's been really cool. And um yeah, I just how does I'm I'm just thinking that journey, well, you guys met and there's this journey that you went on um, mm. to become, you know, in terms of your of your business. Mm. Um but before I do that, and there's just a whole lot of people saying um hello on here so we're just going to acknowledge them so there's um kyla russell from down in kaitahu she's she's saying i'm here at the poor um, oh, and um tangi mitua takie atena kutu katoa um karepa wall i think karepa is down in wellington yeah bianca tote uh she's up your way she was one of our ranana people Yes, right. Yeah. Cool. Um, te Manawa Ora uh, she's Kyoto Carl from Brisbane, and Uenuku, beautiful, amazing. So, that's thank you for. Um, I just want to say thank you for leaving your messages. And if you're listening, we'd love to hear more from you. If you have any questions, absolutely. Um, yeah, just drop them down and we can ask um, Shay and Kahurangi. And um, also, I can see, I can see you've actually got a quite a strong Taitokero influence watching. You've got. Fatitiri Tewake, who's a cousin of mine. And then you've got my first cousin, um, Putty Matthews. And then I just seen that my mum joined. So it's a final affair. Yeah. All right. Hey, just tell us about you two. And, um, you know, I know you, you're married and you've got children and um, running a business together. So how did this all come together? Mm. 
<laughs> what do you? What, where should we start? What, you want to know where we met, or do you want to talk about? Just well, the I know, I know, it's a journey, really, in terms of yeah. um, working together, and um, you have to manage your relationship in a different way. But I'm just yeah. interested in how that sort of come together, and we, and sure. you know, I think running a business together is not always easy. But it, you know, it's, if you have the opportunity, and it's because you both love the same thing, then I think you know you're, we're pretty privileged to be able to do that. So you know. Yeah. No, paitera. So I think um, what's really lucky about Shay and I is that when we met, we somehow were interested in the same things, which was awesome. So te reo was a big thing. Kapahaka was a big thing. And then we both just happened to, I think Shay was at that time, he was already um, very much into, uh, he was, you were a presenter at Pukana at that time. And I had just left university where i done um, my communications media marketing um, tohu and I was just kind of going into my career we had just met and not too long after we just met we got pregnant with our first baby um, and so so I guess in terms of the spaces in which we were working in it was media um, and, and speaking of of, of Kapahaka because this is Kapahaka works where she met at oh, um, yes. the Koronehara at yeah. a Koronehara party, um, yeah. so uh, as, as all Ma as, Maori as relationships, yeah. Maori party, <laughs> <laughs> party. I don't think it was a Kapahaka party because there wasn't a guitar there. If I don't remember, no. but anyway, um, so we just happened to 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 really be interested in the, in the mm. same things, and um, you know, it's nice when that that just yeah that happens. Uh, yeah. And then we were kind of doing our own thing in terms of our career. But but actually, I just started at TVNZ. Mm. Shay was still at Pukana, so I was just getting into my career after finishing my tohu. And oh, yeah. your hapu. So um, although that didn't, you know, being hapu doesn't necessarily stop things. And and but it did put a bit of a um, a spanner in the works for us. We she was born, and then we decided not too long after she was born that we were going to move down to Rotorua. Yeah. To raise her. Um, so that happened. Yeah, and then um, I was um, sort of commuting here and there. Yeah. Got another job back in Auckland. Was working up there for a couple of years. Then Kahu moved up with us, and then we lived in Auckland for a little bit longer. Mm. And then that, we decided that that wasn't, well, it's not that we decided. We, we kind of, we were lucky. Yeah. I, I, I want to say, well, we've been terribly lucky throughout this whole process one to have the support that we've had from mm. our whanos. I just see my mum is joined. So, you know, from our parents, both um, both Koro Trev, my whanau, um, we've been lucky um, to be able to have um, options, um, options really. you yeah. know, not like some of our other whanau who, who don't, you know. So when we came back to Rotorua, we came back on a holiday um, and we just kind of never left. Mm. And, and I, when I say that, I think, God, that's, that's fucking um, <laughs> of you to say that, but um, that's how it was. And then we never left. And then so we started up Aratoa, our business, mm. um, not long after that in uh, early 2013. Yeah, it wasn't like when we started Aratoa, it was kind of, I had been working in the tertiary space mm. and Shay was still doing presenting and whatnot. But then we realized that perhaps we could branch off into other things because the reality is being a presenter doesn't, it's yeah. not a long-term thing and it's only kind of, it's like being an actor where it, uh, if you're not a really good yeah. um, Hollywood actor, you're, it's, you know, sporadic. So um, that we were fig figuring out, okay, maybe we need to change it up a bit. So Shay was doing contracting. I was still working full-time um, in other spaces. Yeah. So and we started. And it was also really hard because I was doing, or we were both doing art. Uh, 
wide variety a range of things from presenting to emceeing to directing then yeah. real um i was yeah. quite heavily into the real side of things so we we're doing a lot of translations and stuff so it was kind of just a big mash of whatever mm. we could get really mm. so um that was kind of another reason why we started the business was just yeah. to put it all under one umbrella yeah. in my market and then um so yeah so we started that in 2013 and that's when we were um in ohe number two staying at uh, my papa kainga on aratawa street and yeah. um it was so nice to be able to be able to be at home one for me you know personally there was it was very lucky that shay was was all good and keen with that but that we were able to raise atareta um like like I was on Humarai and mm. her Papa Kainga. Um, and Rotoru is a very Māori community. The reo is, uh, you know, we were really, um, really committed to raising Atareta with Te Reo Māori as her first language and, and you know, Te Poi Poi Itera. Uh, and so we started Aratoa. It was just us two. It was sort of a side project, to be fair. Mm, yeah. uh, we just built over time. And so 2013, 14, 15 came on. We started getting a bit more. 2015 is probably a, a, a point where we decided that we wanted to become like a production company where we mm. would um, prop to get television shows on Māori TV. So that started that movement there. I was still trying to do my full-time mahi and and shay's manager on the side and do his admin while he was um exploring the directing uh side of of television mm. uh can, can i just jump in can yeah. I just, yeah what is um i mean was there um it sounds like you've got all these common um crossover points you know in terms of your skill sets and your interests and what yeah. you love and um and each other and uh but was there a point where you thought hey um there's there's a gap in the market, I suppose, for better, mm. uh, for lack of better words, or there's something that people that we've got that um, we're able to share that people need. Is there mm. a point that where that happened? Um, probably, uh, I, I, to be fair, I, I, I would be, I would think that we've only just started to realise that that yeah. there's a bit of a gap in the market now, and that what we're doing is is actually um, it's very niche, but it, it keeps us. Pretty, um, you know, the a a a a So that's been really good, and we've only just started to realize mm. um, that potential yeah. in the last um, recent, you know, uh, last year or so. So, mm. um, but before then, we were just kind of, um, again, really Figuring lucky. We're again really lucky to be able to have some um, awesome clients and some and a bit of bit of luck here and there and again some awesome support by friends and fano and um different businesses and it's, it's just been one of these things that have evolved mm. and um purely because it sort of had to get bigger we sort of had to get bigger it wasn't like um it wasn't like we 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 sort of um planned but we kind of we didn't plan it, but we also did as well. We had an awesome um, session where we kind of laid out some goals and we're sort of strategic. It would be like, we want to do this and this and this, but those were a lot further down, a lot further along down the pipeline. But um, mm. yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of planned out quite well. And again, I think what it was is that we were trying to establish ourselves as a media production company because we realised that, okay, we've got some television, we've got a bit of... Um, Shay was self 
teaching himself videography and whatnot. So that was at that 2015 point. Yeah. In 2018, we, we started picking up some um, significant, well, not significant, but worthwhile contracts and creating content for television and digital. And, and then probably around about then we realized, oh, hey, actually, we've got media, a bit of media, but also some marketing um, skills between us. Let's actually officially make that what the mm -hmm. business is now. And so Aratawa um, 2.0 in, in two, th two years ago was when we decided to go, this is what we are, this is what we do, this is what we offer, which is media marketing and communications and create that into a, what we sort of label as a one-stop shop option and yeah. um, creating Maori content. And often we've get, we get clients that come to us through the media door, they like, they want videography, but then they realize that we do the marketing and the social media and digital marketing stuff. So then they add, get ads on or they come in that door as well. And then we do video for them. So yeah, we can provide them because these days everyone wants a video, you know, if they, if they want, yeah. <laughs> if they want some comms, they want to help with their messaging, even if it's to, um, I don't know, to help with their social media, there's still going to be video content that needs yeah. to go on there. It's still going to need to be some sort of, um, you know, we need to plan how there's some, um, content calendar or whatever, so they all talk to one another. So it's actually yeah. been quite a um, quite a nice honunga. Mm. So um, I just want to come back to what you're saying, Tay, about uh, you know it's being you've been lucky, and I think I, I understand this. I think you know there's there's a lot of luck involved in, in these sort of journeys, but also I think you've got to be open to luck as well, and mm -hmm. you know you've got to be you've got to be open and generous and invite it into your life. So. I think it goes two ways there. Mm. Um, I also think, uh, I don't know, I just wanted to ask, you know, is, you know, moving on to the business side of things and and there's been a lot of change in technology and communications. And, um, I mean, I've been out of New Zealand for a long time, about 20 years, even though I go back every year. Mm. Um, what are the changing expectations of clients? I mean, what are the, the what, are, what are people looking for? And you look, work with mainly Māori organisations and are people... Um, embracing technology now to be able to communicate? Absolutely. And I think COVID has really significantly ramped that up. Yeah. Um, and it should, and it has to. One of the one of the most valuable marketing tools is video. So people, that's the best way to get messages across. And um, most, you know, audiences actually want to engage with a video more than they do um, uh, something written or, or what have you. But we're we're all scrambling to get people's attention because it's so um, it's such a hard space to get into. Um, but yeah, how would you? I reckon um, while um, there's different platforms and while there's all these new technologies that come out, um, content and the type of content that you pump out, if it's if it's dumb then um, <laughs> still doesn't matter how flash it is, not many people are going to be keen on it. Mm. So um, I guess, ahakoa, um, and I guess uh, coming back to your point about um, being lucky, ehoa, um, sure, I say we, we've been lucky, fortunate uh, to have support and stuff, but it's also about passion as well. And if mm. you're passionate about your kaupapa, then there's some things that you're willing to just push through and some things that you go, no, we don't want to do that or whatever. So we've, we've, Maybe that's been part of the the luck as well that yeah. we're passionate, and then kapiri mai um etahiatu itimake tikite. Um, there's a there's a hononga with mm. those matapoma with those mm. values, and they can see us uh, doing this, and maybe our clients are like, oh, those are some 
that's an awesome kaupapa. Yeah. That's an awesome kaupapa, and and we want to do some mahi with them because and vice versa. Yeah. Um. So we've been lucky in that sense that we've been um like what you said before that our, our values are the same and and kaitu ma mara otira mato kio mato matapomo, and that's been essentially our um our business card. That's been our um that's been our main marketing tool for ourselves. So um coming back to your technology and stuff, sure we um you know live streaming we, we like to tutu with the live streaming we're getting better and better um with all of the the tools that we use um my gear cupboard is getting um yeah. a lot more full these days <laughs> um which is which is all cool um but i think it comes back to the content and mm. again it comes back to that passion mm. um if and, and nowadays because because of technology People are able to see and feel passion a lot easier. Mm. And if you're, if there's no, um, then I think people can tell that. I think yeah. that's, I think that's a bit, bit dumb. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, it's, it's coming back to, this is why some of our clients want to come to us because they may be a little bit ho of working with a Pakia entity who doesn't actually get them, who yeah. doesn't um, doesn't have any Maori speaking staff, um, who doesn't um, can't just go and do an interview with I don't know their CEO, their nanny, and their mokopuna, all at the same time, and, and, the same time and, and, and um and be able to manaki that mm. kopapa, mm. um and it's nothing new at all. I don't think it's it's a new thing. Um and and luckily um in Tearoa, the the uh, the Te people are, uh, have been used to manaki um because through tourism and stuff for years so used to looking after different kaupapa and looking after um in any way shape or form that they can and that's mm. what i reckon aratoa does is um mm. when people come we to us when to, client eh? yeah we try to when clients come to us we try and manaki their kaupapa um we try and um you know um fulfill uh manako as 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 hard as we as best as we can and uh we try and afina our our clients to um get whatever message is that they want to get out um out to our iwi um and um, that's been us really good point i just love hearing um those values come through you know you're talking about your your values in terms of your business and manaki tanga and and Afina and Matapono, you know, it's just lovely to see those coming through in your um, and just guiding who you are and how you treat people. So um, I think it's an exciting time for Māori business because, you know, um, we're, I was talking to Jamie Tuta last week and just, you know, I went to law school and I've worked in corporations and, you know, you, you sort of start to adopt those ideas and they're all around us in terms of the bottom line is, you know, shareholder return, maximising shareholder return. I mean, it's not completely that, of course, um, mm. but um, and you bring this into your work when you start to work within Maori organisations naturally. Um, mm. But for us to see more and more Maori businesses um, adopting, you know, and not adopting, just being who they are, yeah, you know, is is exciting, and I, love, and I just love seeing that with you guys. Mm. Um, just a, a thing about technology is, uh, you know, I think COVID's forced me to buy all this gear, and half of it I can't <laughs> use yet. That's part of the problem. You're watching too much YouTube, and I need that. <laughs> uh, but I do. I, I agree. I, I love. Well, 
video is getting more important, like you say, and you people can see whether or not you're being tech or or true to yourself um, mm. through uh, the screen. And um, I think there's a lot of opportunities. Now, one of the the the, the uh, co-pop of your business, the mission, I suppose, was um, to promote uh, Maori culture kitiao um, mm. to the world. And yeah, I just just want to get your take on that because um, I suppose I just want to know what do you think um, just from your experience traveling overseas or where you are from Rotorua, um, what are the, some of the things that the world needs to know about Māori culture? Um, Kahurangi can speak about the international pair. Um, I don't know. But um, for me, it doesn't necessarily mean internationally. For me, it means um, it's, it's being able to be Māori and being able to whakatairanga i ākwe anō, ki roto i tō anō You know, I guess it's about being able to... Um, do, you, do you get what I mean? I um, yeah. um, and it doesn't necessarily mean um, whakatairanga um, um, promote Māori in Brazil or wherever it is you but want to go, but I guess no, but I know, I know that's what it says on the that's not, that that's what the translation is, you know, uh, to the world. But kiteau um, kiau is about Aotearoa, is about um, being, is about awakening ourselves, Tewi Māori, um, to be able to um, believe in ourselves, to be able to say, I. Yeah, we can use Māori. We can um, be Māori in Aotearoa because if we can't be Māori in Aotearoa, where can we be Māori? Era to Ahuranga katoa. And then I think if we can if we can do that here, then the rest of the world is is um, piece of cake. To be fair, um, so Shay, are you saying that um, uh, we need to work with ourselves first and work on ourselves to understand and be more secure in in ourselves as Māori first? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, tera, tera. Um, a few years ago when um, when we were it always goes back to this as Alfano, um, there was a there was a Herald article on, on Kahurangi and I raising Atarita in Te Reo Māori and um, it got a huge amount of flack for um, by Te Ao or um for our choice to go 100% in Te Reo Māori and so you know, we don't necessarily need to look um, across the ocean for um, issues that are, you know, uh, again, I'm guessing I'm getting lost here, but kiau e pai ana kia tīmata i konei, tō tātou Māori ki tēnei ao i and then once um, once we find, uh, once we have a solid foundation, mā reira pea, kā puta ki te whai i ao ki te That's That's my whakaaro. Yeah. Babe? I just yeah, I just want to say um you know it's an argument I've heard before and I think it's re it's valid it's, it's certainly um you know there's a lot of work that we need to do at home um to build ourselves up to that point uh, yeah well, is there anything you wanted to yeah um another another piece sorry babe <laughs> another piece um my dad actually told me this is that um you know back in the days we were always um, taught ko te manu e kaiana i te miro nōna te ngahere, ko te manu e kaiana i te mātauranga nōna te ao, um, and we're always taught to maybe go branch outside and seek, you know, and go for the whatever it is so you can 
the world is your oyster type thing, but that actually is probably a lot well off these days. And it, it, so maybe the and maybe stop worrying about the rest of the rest of the mm-hmm. planet and hoki mai ki ki a tātou anō e mā tātou anō tātou e kōrero mā tātou anō tātou e whakatairanga mā tātou anō tātou um, e, e whakahaere Good point What, what about you, Kahurangi? Yeah, um, I, I think one of the things that we do is that we create content and content will sit and go anywhere it, um, it could be viewed here as well as across the world, in Murupara, wherever. So um, because that's what we do, we create content or we um, help build messages or, you know, with our marketing and our communication services, is those are the mediums and those are our services as such, but koira pate waka um, or aratawa, and that waka could go anywhere. And so our, our mission is to ensure um, kei te u, kei te, uh, e, e tika, he pono, a mātou mahi, um, but that, and, and it's kind of a reminder to us that everything that we do can just be seen globally, and so we need, or be seen globally in Muruparas, be seen globally wherever, um, if it was to get that far, but because it's content, it, it has the ability to do that, it doesn't just sit in a piece of paper or what have you. Mm. Um, so, um, he mea nui, Kia tika te whakatairanga i te reo, me kounga te reo, me, me kounga ngā mahi. Um, and, and but, you know, I think sometimes we we um, we we get a bit scared about um, the way that we package our, our Māori content, but we obviously want it to be entertaining and to be um, palatable, but we want it to be um, done right. And so I guess yeah. that's probably around the whole promoting te ao, uh, te ao Māori to the world as well as, as so just say tāpiri pia ki te rā kōrero, um, ka haere ngātahi. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I think um, you can't really help it once you stick it on the internet to get out. It's out there, you know, and yeah. people find it, you know, and people find it around the world. And I think the interesting thing about the mahi that we do is that well, and, and just realising by putting something on the internet and during the time of COVID that it reaches people who have an interest that you just wouldn't expect in, in places um, in Africa and Brazil and yeah, yeah. You know, um, and obviously in places which are familiar with Māori culture just through rugby, um, for yeah. example, you know. So yeah, there's, exactly. um, there's a lot of interest. And I think there is pressure too on getting it, on you getting it um, right, which is a hard thing to say, but... yeah. Easier to get it wrong, you know. It's, mm. it's That's so, right. Yeah. That's right. And it might not even necessarily be wrong, but sometimes out of context, just in video, um, it can look wrong or it could look lame or look embarrassing, you know, um, from yeah. yeah, when you look at it from a home perspective. So yeah. all those things need to be taken into account and I understand That's that. Right. At the same time, I think we need to be brave, you know. We need to um, have people who are out there. Um, and pushing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. And I, you know, I, I, I also want to um, um, just chime in and say, ko, ko Aratoa, you know, we're like the the third, maybe even fourth, maybe even fifth wave of of Fano and and Kamupene Maori in this space, you know, and and 
En kei te whai noiho, o hale te mea kei te whai noiho, e rengi, kei te whai mātou um, i te fiore o era kua parai te huarahi yeah. mō mātou, yeah, um, mō tātou, mm. and there's a whole lot of um, um, people who have opened up doorways purely for them going first mm. and, and, and showing all what can be done and mm. then Ko, ko tā mātou kei te tāpiri ki tērā o kei te yeah. ako mai tērā. Mm. So, um, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of cool to be able to um, follow and, and, and like what you say, learn of different people and stuff. It's been cool. Mm. So, just on that, um, I suppose, the innovative aspect, um, I have seen uh, to YouTube. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. And it's just, mm. it's just so exciting seeing, um, you know, young, confident Māori um, really young, um, out there doing some amazing things with our reels. So do you, do you just want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, the interesting thing about that is that it started with, with a little whānau video of our girls, um, Atareta, who's our daughter, uh, and Te Hākura, our niece. Um, Shay's sister was look, babysitting was a, them while we were having a, a whānau hui. Was that a kapa hakahui? <laughs> kapa hakahui. Yes. Um, and, you know, set up, a, set up the iPhone and they did a little um, challenge uh, making a chicken sandwich and because it recorded on Māori Rāua that went viral and that started to YouTube because they would you know sometimes our kids love to watch YouTube but their Māori kupu for YouTube was YouTube because that's mm. what we would say oh mataki YouTube and they thought we were saying YouTube so and, and, and yeah so <clears throat> and because um, they could only speak Māori some of those vowels so that's why they yeah, were like new. YouTube <laughs> and um and so for them, just any video was a new tube. Was a new tube. So, oh, okay, to mahi new new tube. <laughs> so that's how Ten YouTube came about. Yeah. And and so that started, what, four, three or four years ago. Mm. Um, and it's in all putafanu itera, um, kiriata puto. And for us, we we're like, oh, what's the big deal? It's just two Māori girls speaking Māori and making a sandwich. Like we didn't, I... obviously. And many other Māori whanau, just like us, who who have their um, kids and nieces and nephews doing that as well. It's no nothing big. But because, I guess, um, te reo Māori isn't perhaps, I don't know what it was, to be I honest. I think um, one of the, there was a, there's some some good things about that was that one, they were very cute there. They <laughs> yeah. were like a, a two or three-year-old te hākura maybe and just under five was atareta or something yeah. like that. So that helped Two was non-threatening, yeah. Um, so it yeah. wasn't like it was um some komato and kuya going -na -na, yeah. whatever, or, or kahurangi and I trying to speak Maori, you know. And then it, it was just these two girls, um, being themselves, being being two Maori girls, being totally normal, mm. being totally normal um children, mm. moaning about one another. Um, fighting with one another, <laughs> making little jokes, and it happened to be in Te Reo Māori, so that that cut through. Yeah. And then, um, and I guess that comes back to our Te Whakatairanga i Te Ahurea Māori ki te ao. Um, you know, it wasn't, they weren't trying to be anything, yeah. and my sister just put it up on her Facebook page, and that minute, doosh. Yeah. And, that, <sighs> and that birthed in YouTube. Yeah. And then, then we were able to get television shows for it. Um, yeah. and, and as a whānau, it's, it's kind of we we often say to ourselves is like the minute that Atareta says to us or the minute that Atehakura and Atareta say we don't want to do this or Atareta if she said Mama Kareotihi Amahitene that's it but yeah. they actually enjoy it um, they get to have fun they're really like we talked about lucky before these mm. girls are very very lucky um, but they do have to work as well we've noticed in this mm. uh, we're, we're up to our third season now of Ten YouTube um, and we've noticed that you know it's They've mm. they've come into the the own. They're, they're knowing how to actually work with the camera, and that's come with 
um, being in front of the camera a lot and and having this opportunity, but it's yeah, and also like um you know these girls are are quite lucky um because um we spoke about kahurangi and essentially their far no business um when kahurangi was growing up was maori performing arts yeah. and, and and i would say that our far no business now mm. is media yeah. and and same with my sisters um my, my sister is a presenter the other sister tehakura's mum um works the behind the camera yeah. she's a producer so we all work in television and, and mm. media and so our children have grown up just seeing that as quite normal. Mm. Um, so that's, so that's been a, a natural progression for them. Mm. Um, and I guess for Atari to seeing mum and dad presenting, presenting and... what we notice as well is that she's, she's, she's doing her own little thing. We don't have to tell her or direct her very much. Um, she she knows how to fill the gaps and she knows yeah. how to, you know, she'll be like this and then and she's bang, she's on. She kind of just knows we don't have to tell her. Um, In fact, we have to tell her to hoi hoi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that's been yeah. a really, um, beautiful project for us. And um, but lovely. you know, sorry, bro. Um, the, the the powerful thing about the YouTube um, is that um, it just provides a, a window mm. uh, for a lot of our Fano um, because we were not the first Fanos to do this whole um, raise your kids all in Te Reo Māori. You yeah. know, there were quite a few um, uh, people before us who did this as well. Absolutely. And so we were just kind of following off their example and learned some of their things. And then so Tanutube, what Tanutube is doing is we were lucky that we had opportunities to be able to see and meet some of these people who were doing that. Mm. And what Tanutube has done has, has essentially done the same thing, but to a, a Te iwi Māori. Mm. Um, and it's been able to show Te iwi Māori that there is on a, on, on a national scale um, that there is actually value in learning your language. There's value in um, Te Akoi Te Reo Māori. Um, and I know people talk about this, um, you know, Māori TV or Te Kare, you can see people on the camera, te mea, te mea, te mea. but these are actually children um, just being themselves. And then other children are wanting to and singing along mm, and mm. these resources and stuff. And it's actually quite awesome to be fair mm. when you go to Wananga and you see, or you just actually just walk down the street or something and you see Fano singing Paki Paki Mai or mm. whatever. It's actually um, uh, uh, Motengako, uh, mm. He Atahua he, he, he mm. uh, Kite Kite Itehua uh, Oe Ramahi. And, and, you know, some of the, the comments that we've had from, from different parents are, um, you know, this has given me a reason or um, this has really inspired me to put my tamariki in Kohangareo or in Kurakaupapa. Like we've, I've had a couple of parents mm. message us directly to say that we want our our tamariki to to be able to to have te reo Māori like Atareta and Te Hakura. And mm. because our tamariki see that and although we don't have the language and we were a little bit, you know, sceptical or scared or mm. um, just saying that, that these Two Māori girls as examples, yeah. um, rather than matua or pakeke, you know. And also, um, you know, mainstream kura, like we, we've been going into schools and stuff like that for forever, and mainstream kura using paki paki mai as their, you know, school song and stuff like that. It's it's quite uh, it's quite um, it's quite a, a weird phenomenon, really. Well, and then, and then, like, but the girls have hit over two million on YouTube, so yeah. we're like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's amazing yeah. I, um i just think it captures that story really captures what you were saying before about you know 
tehura o Māori tau. And, you know, this is our world and we're showing it to ourselves and people yeah. are inspired by it. And so uh, the other thing too is just makes me happy to see how fluent, um, you know, they are with you know, being in front of the camera, with technology. And yeah. um, I see it in my, with my own children. Um, I mean, they're a bit older now. They started to, like, get shy from the camera. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just, uh, I just how easy they take on technology without even, you know, it, it just flows. You know, it's just another another app. It's just another Digital program. <laughs> yeah. So just love hearing about that. Mm. Hey, um, just want to talk about Kapahaka um, while, we're, while we're at it. And uh, you know, there was an announcement last week um, about Tamatatini being postponed. I just wanted to see what your thoughts are and what are people saying in Rotorua about that. Well, Shay um, has his own little show, Haki Yarns, that they um, <laughs> seem to get a bit of traction on. You guys had your little yarn about it. And and I have, you know, there was quite a significant um, Tainui announcement today. today yes. And we were thinking about doing a Haki Yarns tonight. I said, no, bro. No, no, we've been booked in. Works tonight, we've been booked in already for another for another podcast, another live stream. Yeah. And I can't go tonight. Maybe yeah. I'll bubble. Yeah. But um it's a it's a weird one, eh, bro? Because um you know, um I mean our Opu, our whanau Opu were one of the um teams um to not get well, selected. selected. Yeah. But out of this weird sort of um, invisible sort of pressure or whatever it was, I don't even know, know what it was, but to, to not make Tematatini. And so now, but now regions are actually all starting to just choose their teams to go through to Tematatini. Mm. Um, and that's what just what happened um, Today with yeah, in Napo and then Kute Itirane mm. um, with the Tainui groups going through. Yeah. Um, so even though Tematatini has been postponed, um, the cutoff date is, is still yeah. um, in terms of the cutoff date, in terms of having to have your groups, um, these are the groups representing our rohe type thing, yeah. um, still early September, whenever it is. So it's not much oh. has really changed. Mm. Um, that's yeah, not weird. It, it is. And I think that's probably what we're all feeling about this. Like yeah. We understand the pressures of COVID and what that has meant for not only Māori Dim and, and Te Matatini, but the world. Yeah. Um, I think we forget that sometimes that our, our kapahaka mind and our matatini <laughs> mind, no, no, we're the only ones that are affected by this, but um, no, the world is affected by this. So we understand, I think, as Māori that these decisions about events and how, whether they go ahead or not um, need to be made. But, but because we're so precious about kapahake and we're so precious about te matatini. Passionate. Passionate. Kia ora. That's, a, that's a, probably a better word. We're a bit like, oh, okay, is, you know, I, I guess any decision wasn't going to please everybody. There were, there had, a decision had to be made. Mm. But the way that it has had to affect um, all of the regions around the country has meant that some, uh, you know, if we take the Taitokero one, for example, there was a pressure decision that was made that perhaps didn't need to be made at that time. Um, then you've got Tainui who were going ahead with their regionals, but then have since, because of the announcement, perhaps decided that we'll go with the selection choosing um, option. And then there's, um, you know, we've got our Australia re um team so everybody is affected by this yeah. and now we're going to have a, a year's break which is I, I actually hear a lot of people being really relieved by that um a summer <laughs> a summer for some people for the first time in how many years um concerts and whatnot so 
it's it's got to be a good thing it, it's not a bad yeah. thing but it's probably just the way that it, it is affecting our regionals um and and a few of yeah. the couple who who almost had a chance to get up there for the first time but next time yeah um, and I, I guess i guess the, the other thing though um it's just that um because there's no kapahaka and because um um, and now it's been moved postponed to 2022. Aye. 2022. Um, I guess that just leaves a big black hole of no kapahaka. Yeah. And I guess yeah. people are still very passionate and people still want to do and watch and feel kapahaka. I've heard and, a lot of people say, I want some fresh kapahaka yeah, to watch. So and, it's like, what are we what are we gonna do in this year? I mean a lot of two people years, yeah, you know? people are saying have a break, of course, but so many so many people are like, but we still want to watch or do kapahaka. Well, because you know, um the reality is is we would have we would have just been at the tail end of the kapahaka season um yeah. now. Um we would have finished all the regionals. regionals yeah. If um, COVID had a, hasn't hap hadn't happened, we would have had uh, secondary schools as well yeah, coming up. Now, yeah. So we would have been fed all of this kapahaka mm. and then going into next year. And, nothing. You know, nada. But now we've just got nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think um, a six-month break is enough, isn't it? And we, you yeah, know, we're yeah. not getting back yeah. into it again. But, uh, so yeah. <laughs> it is a real life, a way of life for a lot of people. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's going to be gone for a while. People are going to go, what are we going to do with our lives? Well, yeah, and even here at Otorua, who are like, we, you know, obviously tourism has been, yeah. our tourism sector has been significantly, and of course you know that. Yeah. But we've got all of our, our all of our whanau who were doing concerts, you know, performing to our tourists, that is no longer. So there's just, there's no feeding of the of the kapahaka ngako at the moment mm. with not even any concerts here in Dotorua or whakangaho, um, kaupapa, those have all been cancelled as well. So it'd be, it'd be good if we could have a think about um, if if there was a demand or a need, what what how we might fill that in a different way? I think because I, you know, the competitive way that we've structured things, we could do something a whole whole lot different. Yeah. There's opportunity, even if it was just something to feed the morale of the yeah. farmer. Yeah, you know? get everybody up and involved, and yeah, without the the pressure of the competition. Koya. Mm, but yeah. competition <laughs> people. Yeah, competition brings people together. The way unfortunately. <laughs> Hey, um, Kahurangi, this, um, you've been overseas quite a few times uh, with mm. Kapahaka, and um, obviously we're based over in London, and you know there's a lot of opportunities here for taking uh, for young people to come over and do hakas over this side of the world. Um, not right now, of course, um, <laughs> but just one, what's I mean, just some advice that you'd give to. Well, just uh, first, I want to hear a little bit about your experiences, and mm. I just must say right now that uh, one of the highlights of my life was. Um, standing uh, with you guys for like 10 minutes doing haka on the side at the back uh, <laughs> and wearing, uh, you know, feeling like I was part of um, Rangi Wewehi. Um, oh. I haven't got a photo of that, so if any of you guys haven't have a photo of that performance, that would be great. Um, so oh, yes. No. People don't really believe me when I tell that story. Anyway, yeah, just a little bit about your experience traveling overseas and then just want to know what, what sort of, a, I mean, would you advise young people to to you know follow in your footsteps i suppose mm -hmm. in that regard you know there's that saying in our, in our whanau and i'm sure in a few other whanau is have pupu will travel and that was certainly something that um that lived in our whanau um kapahaka was 
the reason why we were able to get across the world. Um, and if I had a map and I was able to pinpoint the places that we've been, it's just, it's, it's crazy. And it's just, again, so fortunate and so lucky to have, have had that opportunity um, but it, it was a privilege and it was a taonga that we we certainly tried to look after and, and mori mori and, and my, my mum and dad set that example for us all the time and ensuring that we were grateful for what the opportunity was but to look after kapahaka because it'll look after you mm. um, the way that even right down to the very basics of looking after your kakahu looking after your taonga not treating it as like it's just you know what have you and, and mum and dad were, were very um strict with me uh and ensuring that that we my brother and i and our whanau that we that we did the simple thing so if we were traveling overseas you would look you wouldn't leave your hotel room a mess you would you know even uncle howard um he would always say don't leave your hotel room a mess you know look after certain things and so those are the very basics um and so the in terms of having traveled around the world, I remember um, starting school late because we were in Spain for the World Expo where we lived in Seville for like a couple of months and we lived in a whare, so I didn't start school till late. And then I remember not starting high school um, till a couple of weeks after because we were in Germany. Uh, so like I think about all of these milestones and I'm like, oh, that's right, because we were overseas um, doing kapahaka. And I think the first time I had a, uh, I'm in a, Pipu in a putty is yeah, in Spain and Seville for the two, uh, 92 World Expo, I think it was. Um, and then actually having uh, stood with Rangiwiwihi, we had, I got my own bodice when I was nine when we went to Samoa after Rangiwiwihi won the 1996 festival. Yeah. They um, represented Aotearoa at the South Pacific mm. Festival that still was supposed to happen in Hawaii this year, I think. Um, and so th those are some of the 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 points where where I was starting to make make um, my way in performing with the the senior group, but still as a as a tamaiti, um, and then yeah, throughout my high school years, not attending school sometimes because we were able to go overseas and perform and and do kapahaka. Mm. So my advice to 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 rangatahi once things settle down across the world is that these opportunities are. Um, they are there, and cup, and like I like from the from the get go. If you look, if you look after kapahaka, and you look after that tonga, it'll look after you. Mm. Um, and it's people oh. it, will travel, um, and but but some little matapono that mum and dad were always um, really strict again on us is you know be punctual, be respectful um, of other cultures as well because that's the thing is you're taking your culture to another land, and so not going there. Um, Whakahihi and and that you dominate that space is that it's actually as you would expect yeah. someone coming onto your penuas how to treat that and then so when you're thinking about okay we're going to go over there and do a hakapohiri well no does that make sense because actually no way to whenua and and so those are some of the questions that you always need to be asking yourself when you do go overseas and do kapahakas taking ngā mātapono te kāinga and tōake whānau um, as well, hey, hey, arataki i because it can be a scary thing when you go overseas as well, but it's a privilege, very much so. Awesome. Beautiful words. Hey, um, I want to finish. Che, um, che uh, just one question I had, and, you know, we get a lot of people coming over from from uh, home, coming here, and they come and join Ngāti Dānana because they miss their, their people, but actually a lot of them are brought up in the city and they don't really have the opportunity to do kapahaka so they learn their kapahaka here in london 
Mm, mm. Um, and, you know, they're sort of shocked that, you know, I mean, it's great because they learn so much about themselves and they're able to reconnect with their culture. But um, they're, they're always thinking about on their return home, how do they start uh, connecting with Kapahaka back at home? Mm. Um, and what would your advice be to them? Because it's not that easy, is it, just jumping into a group? Because you can't, just can't turn up to Matarai and say, oh, here I am. I'm blessed and cursed with the with the ability to be able to just do that. Um, no, but I, I totally agree. Um, you know, um, and even still, when we go to um, some of our um, wahi. Uh, you know, it's a little bit. Sometimes, you know, you those connections. If you if you've been born and raised in a different area or whatever, going home to find those connections, it does take time. Um, yeah. But you know, I reckon that actually, because of kapahaka, kapahaka is the best way to reconnect because you're actually going. Um, and teams these days are having put out a tunnel on Facebook, you know. We got our first uh master at Tifano. Um, next Saturday, no, my heart and my kitikatoa. I guess the, the biggest struggle, um, is just getting through the door. But as soon as you're in the door, um, kei, kei roto koe i, uh, and so um, I guess, you know, sure that that can be quite hard, but as soon as you can get in the door into any kapahaka team, and I would, I would, I would actually um, stress and recommend that people start to um, reconnect back home through kapahaka. And I would recommend that people stop um, performing in urban areas or places that they're not from and just go home and perform in places that they are from or that they have some sort of connection to. Um, because um, it, it goes two ways. They're giving back or they're taking with them some new pukenga that maybe um, their whānau might or their, their kānga might not have seen and vice versa. They're also um, getting a lot as well. You know, um, some of our whānau, and I've had to ask myself this um, quite a bit, you know, um, who needs... Who needs this cup? Who needs kapahaka more? Do I need the kapahaka, or does the kapahaka need me? And more often than not, you're going. You're going. Actually, I need this kapahaka more than anything. You know. So um, I think that um, I think kapahaka provides us. Doesn't matter if you're in a if it's a um, competitive team or a fakangaho team or whatever. Um, I think kapahaka provides us with such an awesome um, uh, opportunity to reconnect. Um, an opportunity to um, show who you are, to whakatairanga yourself ki te ao. You know, um, so much um, awesome um, things happen in kapahaka. And all, all our whānau need to do is um, either um, is just have a little bit of, a uh, little bit of, um, uh, I guess, how to kupu, ihi, to be able to just walk through the door. And I know that's, that's often... The hardest thing possible yeah. um so hard um but imagine if we could all just um you know just just do that that'd be a, that'd be an awesome um it'd be an awesome opportunity for for everyone i think that's that sums it up really nicely because i think uh uh you know leaving home uh, you, you get an opportunity to realize who you are when you come to a place like london and you know can connect with your culture here but um 
I think there's another step, and that's going back back home to our, our kainga, to our people, and you talked about that right at the beginning. Also think that um, there's, oh, through technology now, through Facebook, you know, people are, you know, we don't, it's a lot more easier uh, to do that. It's not as, yeah. as, we don't have to go for four, four, you know, three, four days. You can just do one day yeah. and plus all the learning being um, yeah. up through technology. So You know what's been interesting too is, you know, watching my tafiti, seeing some of them, uh, seeing some of the whanau who go over to London and then they join Ngāti Rānana or even your your kaupapa as well, Juan, you're like, wow, I didn't even, you know, because you, you wouldn't have seen them do kapahaka here back home and you understand kind of the pressure or the the why, why that might be because it's quite a, a it's a hard, it's hard, yeah. um, but you see them kind of um, bringing their kapahakanas out over overseas, and it's beautiful to see. It's, Actually, it's really awesome. Um, uh, personal connection at Hoa is um, my uncles um, spent 10 years over in London doing the circuits uh, around there, doing running really? with the pools and everything like that. Uh -huh. And um, But at Hoa, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if they were uh, – one of them, well, they both actually met their met um, their partners and wife and stuff, and over in London went all the way to London to meet Maldives, um, <laughs> meet up and, and meet up with Maldives. Um, but you know, um, talking about you know showing their culture, they sure they were they would do kapahaka and whatnot, but it wasn't a, it wasn't like it was a it was a twenty four seven thing for them before they went to Ram uh, <laughs> and then they're over there, and all of a sudden. The, the kaihaka for Hinewe <laughs> at the 99 World Cup and they're going around and doing becoming the kapahaka Māori superstars and stuff like that. And so yep. um, for them, um, exactly what you're saying and what we're all been saying, the kapahaka was an awesome opportunity for them to be able to maybe reignite uh, a fire in them that probably um, they had never really thought of it's not that good to think of but it's just you know had other yeah. things they were keen on touch or something back when they were in old terror and then they go to rana and they're all we actually miss home and oh there's some kapahaka we can do this and again it comes back to our kapahaka as a as, as such a um, powerful vehicle and a medium to be able to take our people forward and it's awesome and um and uh, keep going you know is if many people can do kapahaka, Māori then would be the better for uh, would be better off for it. Yeah, totally agree. And I, there's a couple of people on here that you might uh, you may know who um, have been over here and been involved in haka. And I've got um, Shannon James saying uh -huh. heart out, and Anna Morrison giving some love, and Luke Klassen's over here too. Um, he was our chief person of Ngāti Rānana. He's listening in. Um, so, um, just really enjoyed having you both on and just uh, it was a lot of fun and energy talking to you. So, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for giving up your time and just um, some of the ideas that you shared uh, and just some of the beliefs that come through. You know, I hear them from your dad coming through you, Kahurangi, and just, you know, it comes through both of you in the, in the business. Mm. Um, you know, just really, it's really uh, warming, uh, to be mm. honest. So, um, thank you. Um, we usually finish with the waiata, and so, um, you know, I'd, I'd just like to leave that opportunity for you <laughs> to finish off with that. <laughs> just something small. 
<laughs> um, while Kahurangi is thinking of our wangata, um, e mihi ana ki ako e hoa, um, e, e tino, um, e tino koa ma te ngākau, uh, because, you know, I've got, um, whanaunga and, 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 and friends and stuff who have gone over to Ngāti Rāmana and you've provided them with, um, with a home away from home and a, and a, and an avenue to be able to, um, uh, kohi putia to survive when they're doing it through kapaka, you know, from your, um, from your Lukes and stuff, and um, you know, through Otene and uh, Lewis and all of them, it's been um, really cool. And actually, a little bit like a look at Otene, he's, uh, he's uh, whatever, doing big mehis to everyone, good on him. So, um, え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、え、